Pod BM continues another election edition, this time with AJ Zimmerman running for Normal Town Council. Ed is co-hosting again with us. Check out his podcast called Keep Your Day Job, available wherever podcasts are offered. His podcast is a similar vein to Pod BM, but he puts his own spin on it, and I think it's pretty cool, so go and check that out too. And want to let you guys know about Little Beaver. They have just entered their summer hours. And so now they are open 11 to 9, Sunday to Thursday. And on Friday and Saturday for the weekend, they are open until 11 p.m. So they're a little later there. Kitchen's still closing at 9, but you can hang around and enjoy your drinks after that. Whether you're looking for a quick lunch, drinks after work, or a nice dinner with the family, we have you covered. See you soon. That's what it says on their Facebook page. You can tell when I'm reading those, can't you? The the inauthenticity of the, the, the red commercials. I just can't pull it off. It's not me. But go check them out. The patio is open now. Awesome place to hang out. Even if it's a little nippy, they'll have the heating on for you to keep you nice and comfortable and having a good time. Welcome to Pod BN. This is Jeremy along with Ed, and today we have Normal Town Council candidate AJ Zimmerman. AJ, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the the time. So, no, I'm glad to have you. Um, why don't you start off give uh, give our listeners a little bit background, uh, tell us some things about you, why you're running, those sort of things. All right. Well, just starting off and going and going uh, earliest first, I would say I. Uh, I'm originally from um, Nevada. I grew up on cattle ranch uh, by four siblings. And it, it was really very rural. When I graduated in class, I had four people um, in my, in, and I had to go 35 miles to go to that school. So we had a huge cattle ranch, about 15,000 head of cattle, and there was nothing else out there. So that just sort of gives you, I don't know, uh, some sort of um, idea into, into, I guess, where I come from. Uh, in terms of uh, public service and, and, uh, serving communities. I, I, after law school, um, I practiced in Arizona and Phoenix and was very involved in the community there came here and wanted to still be involved. And so outside of, uh, uh, civic involvement, I was involved with leadership McLean County, um, <clears throat> a chamber, a chamber, uh, 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 service, I guess you would say. And then, uh, on the, it started out on the Uptown Design Review Commission, uh, the, the, for my first involvement with Normal. Then I was in 2012, I transitioned to be on the Planning Commission. And uh, in 2000, end of 2017, beginning 2018, I became chair and just been handling uh, all kinds of uh, interesting issues that, that come before the that come before the Planning Commission. One of them being, I worked with with Tyson. With, uh, we we talked a lot anyway with, with the. Uh, with the legalization of recreational use of marijuana, um, and there are other pretty dicey meetings that that have come up uh, regarding um, moving of a fire station and uh, or relocation of a fire station and things of that nature. So, I'm also involved uh, community uh, with on the Miller Park Zoological Society board and other things. But as it relates to the town, I've been pretty I've been pretty much involved with the town for at least. Uh, 10 years, maybe a little more than 10 years. So I have familiarity with sort of the cadence, how things are done, how uh, the sort of the timing. And and, and, and uh, I think that's an important thing that, that doesn't really get a lot of mention because there are, I mean, things, things take time and, and there, there's a process to them. And and being new and not understanding that process can, uh, can lead to frustration, I think. Well, you've certainly been involved in a, in a lot of, a lot of different regions or ways here within town. Um, what makes you want to bring on a second full-time job and, and uh, sit on the council now? Well, you know, I, I, I've been, people have been talking to me about running and, and being, and being sort of, sort of, uh, I would say every from 2014 on every two years, someone has talked to me and, and, and pushed me. And, and I really, it, I, I, there is sort of, sort of starting and stopping, but this time it really does come down to it. People ask all the time if it's economic development, if it's um, infrastructure, things of that nature. I mean, my big thing really is trying to come at it from a from a from a having a conversation. So take take dialing down the rhetoric or notch it and, and making it much less partisan, much less divisive. And um, when I was out getting signatures, just a quick example. 
uh, on, on both sides. They would say, are you a Republican or Democrat? And I'd say, well, you know, it's nonpartisan. So I need to know. And, and as soon as one, as soon as uh, I would, I would say one way or the other, but I mean, the, I've, I've had people just say, well, I can't sign you. I can't sign it then and walked off. And, uh, and um, I'd actually followed up with a few of them and, and gone back and talked to them and say, you know, I really, I really do value the conversation. That's what it's about. We can talk about infrastructure. We can talk about uh, economic development, but before we get there, I really want to have a conversation, a level set, and, and and sit down, sit face to face, no social media, no whatever it may be, uh, and have that conversation. I, I really, really appreciate that approach. I I myself ran uh, in Bloomington six years ago, and my wife went walking with me the one time. We had a very similar conversation where we, we are different political leanings. And the the person actually said, "I'll vote for her, not not you." And my wife looked and said, "He's the qualified one." And it's 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 amazing just the you know the, the well, tribalism that happens yeah, there, yeah, even in a local race. Yeah, in fact, yesterday some and uh, someone uh, sent me a a, a message uh, via Twitter saying, "Well, you know, I'm I'm sort of middle of the road, and my wife is super liberal. So why should it, why should uh, why should we vote for you?" Uh, and so I just I just gave them my phone number and said, "Call me. We can talk about it." Uh, so far, I know it's called, but <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's jump into some of the issues. Um, I mean, obviously, local local is is what impacts the people the most. And uh, whether you're left or right, there's there's probably uh, different approaches, different views on many of the issues today. So, if you were uh, given the power to set the agenda on day one when you were elected, what would we be focusing on, and why? Uh, well, like I said, I, I do think there needs to be, and I don't, I don't know what 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 sort of mechanism it would be. It would be have, making sure that when we had a conversation, we are putting aside the, the sort of the, the sort of partisan uh, or or the divisiveness, and really focusing on the sort of nuts and bolts of what that topic is. Um, and we can get to the topics in a second, but I do think that that, that has to be a starting point. And I think that. As I, when I was walking around getting signatures uh, back in September, I had a conversation with this guy who was a uh, VP of, at Goldman Sachs, and and we went back and forth because he was he was he was he was wearing his NRA hat, and I mean he was and he uh, extremely extremely uh, conservative, and so he was talking about election fraud and this and that. And so we, we we were just having a conversation, and I said, you know, the the go, the, the thing here that I appreciate is that we're having the conversation. And when it's over, I'm not really trying to convince you of anything, and I hope you're not trying to convince me. We can we can we can see each other's perspective and appreciate it. And when we go away, and it, it, maybe we 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 aren't going to see eye to eye, but that's what that's that's the sort of sharpening and honing that makes my argument better the next time I talk to somebody, or and and his argument better. And so when you come to get so when you're talking about the end result of something, I hope that we get to a point where we don't see eye to eye on things. I mean, it it is it is that. That those differences that that make us that, that make the conversations better and that make the result better. Um, some of the things that I think, I mean, I think infrastructure is is, is always is always a, uh, a a topic, and I do think that that uh, we need to be. It's, it's not just roads. It is it is it is uh, sewer. There uh, water. There are any number of issues that, that relate to infrastructure and. You know, when I have questions, I just I actually just call up the the powers that be at the town and ask them questions. And I think that anyone prob- probably can. I mean, just I, when I have questions, I, I ask. So water, for example, I know that with the community investment plan, they, 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 there's a set, roughly one hundred million dollars of funded projects and. And and one hundred and something million of unfunded projects in, in the, the, the five year community investment plan, and they are. Uh, tactically and, and 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 very specifically removing removing the um what is it cast iron and replacing replacing it with with distal iron a uh, coated a coated uh pipe so there there isn't the discolored water that that has come up in certain uh in i i guess recently in the last couple of months in certain in certain areas and so they're sort of proactively going through and, and they have they have a plan, and I, I just think that it's worth noting that anyone can go look at that plan and, and see those projects that are listed. And if there's something that that you think is too low, I mean that 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 that's a concern that I'm sure that 
the town would like to have or, or something that's not even on the 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 uh, the CIP. I think they would they would be interested to know that as well. So infrastructure is always a thing. I think economic development is 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 a topic that, that needs to be top of mind as well. Yeah. So I uh, that too. I just, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I appreciate you giving me a chance to jump in. You said a bunch of really interesting things. Uh, and I have some asterisks in my note to follow up on. So uh, we'll start with number one. Uh, you were on the planning commission and you mentioned the fire station. Um, I just moved over to this side of town from Bloomington. Um, and I'm hearing from people who live around here locally that this is going to be a major inconvenience. And ultimately, they're just expressing their displeased with it. So in right. if we can ask you to kind of express a day in the life, how how did you manage people who were dissenting voices while making that decision, um, as opposed to weighing kind of the opportunity of moving the station to that location? So how did I manage the, the, the meetings and the voices that, when they wanted to? Yeah, yeah. So when on the planning or, or planning and zoning, there are certain factors. And if you read one of uh, the planner or town planners reports, LaSalle factors, I, the, what are what is the property? Is it going to take away from the neighboring properties and things of that nature? That it, it's they're very specific factors. But how I handled the 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 citizens that wanted to speak is I essentially I mean you you have them sit there they state their name address affirm to tell the truth and then you really want to hear them. I mean even if they're not the LaSalle factors, even if they they. Uh, they may be sort of secondary or, 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 or maybe somewhat unrelated to what your, what, what your zoning issue is there. You, I, I do think that they need to uh, have a voice one and two, that, that, that we need to hear that voice. And so we would let, we would ask them to speak and they could say whatever they wanted. The one caveat that during the meetings, I would say is if someone else is, if someone else has mentioned that very same thing, whether I hear it a hundred times or whether I hear one, I'm not going to weigh that any differently. So you can say, as it relates to issue number one, yeah, what he said, uh, I agree with that too. So we can note it as opposed to, as I mean, working as opposed to going, having them state it, I mean, and restate it and restate the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, that's how I handle those meetings, the, 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 uh, the ones that are somewhat, uh, I don't want to say, I mean, contentious, I would say for sure. It, it was packed with people and everyone wanted to, wanted to say, and, and people kept wanting to come up and generally they would get one shot, but we let people that wanted to say certain things come back again. That, that if, if something, uh, if something slipped their mind and, and really it's about, it's about listening to what, to what they have to say. And, and that doesn't mean I have to agree with them or, or that I, that I end up that I, mm-hmm. that, that I'm somehow convinced. I mean, but there's there's a possibility of that for sure, but it is not. Uh, it's it's making sure that when they when if if they want to have have something put out there that, that we at least listen to it and and ask them questions about it. Yeah, yeah. With, with that, with that specific issue, did what was your position? Did you support putting the fire station in there, or were you uh, more for some of the other voices saying look at other spots or or other options? Well, so. The, as it relates to that, so that location. So if they wanted to look at other spots, that, that's a whole separate meeting. What we're talking about is this is, is this fire station and, and the zoning in this fire station. It's either a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So if you want to look at other locations, that's something that's really not a planning commission issue. That is go talk to someone else. And when you figure out that location, you want to come back, bring it back before us, and we will and we will consider it. Um, it really is a finite sort of issue that we're dealing with. And the other thing that I'll say is that, is that um, I purposefully did not want to know what was, what was going, what was going on. Um, it, it, and it's another thing. What, one normal applause, there was, there was talk of a brewery coming in and this person doing something or that person doing something. My perspective is I'm looking at it from a zoning issue perspective. I don't care who's doing what or who's what's proposed. I'm looking at does this make sense from a zoning perspective? And that other stuff is actually something that it should be a count that, that the council can deal with all with the sort of fallout from whoever that is wanting to do whatever they're going to do. Our our, our very specific issue is zoning. And, and I, really, and, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, and I appreciate that. I guess 
that that is where I was going. The difference is, as a council member, though, you do need to provide more of that vision and not just look at what's in front of you or, or what's brought to you, because you know exactly. then, then that's criticism. You're only looking at one piece. So, um, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're sitting on the council and that that came to you, what would your view now be? Well, so the as I recall, since because it was December of seventeen and January of eighteen, um, is the 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 thought process was we could have four fire stations or we could strategically move these based upon the uh, um, the comprehensive plan and where we think growth is going to be going to be. Uh, they and, and it's what was apparently much more efficient and 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 greater cost saving. So running the, the 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 town more efficiently to move the three locations as opposed to as opposed to um, having a fourth station. And go, coming back to me personally, I live near the fire station at um, Prairieland Elementary. And uh, so on Rab, on Rab Road there, just close to Tawanda. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you that it, they're actually fantastic to there. The response time is super fast, one, which is which I think it should be your number one concern. Uh, but they also only run lights and sirens when uh, when needed. And, uh, so many times they may have lights on, but sirens, if there's no traffic uh, on RAB. So my, my, my personal perspective is having that peace of mind and having someone close to, if, if there were an issue, whether it be a fire or, or some sort of, or some sort of injury or, or, uh, or uh, situation like that, the fact that they are 30 seconds away, as opposed to, as opposed to seven minutes, is crucial. Yeah. Yeah. So you, to change subjects a little bit, you mentioned kind of your interest in having a conversation with people. That was sort of one of the driving factors to have you run. Um, I've interviewed a number of candidates and what I've heard from some candidates is people don't feel as if they're being heard. So um, you did a great job describing the distinction between the planning commission role and the council role. Um, Understanding that that is an issue. How do you as a council member, um, how can you be more transparent? How can you engage with more people? Well, I, so one, and nothing do. I, I refuse to have a, a dialogue back and forth on social media. I, I think that whether you call it, a, I'm an attorney by practice, and so whether you call it a paper tiger, a lot, so so many attorneys would, would write these nasty little notes to you. But if you sat down face to face, you'll find out that they will probably wouldn't say it that way. They'd say it in a much more much more uh, collaborative way, much more. Uh, much more passive way. And, and though, that's what, that's where, where I think it is. Even I think these, these zoom calls that we have now, you, you, you miss body language and arm movement and, 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 and any number of things walking around, getting the signatures. It, it was actually refreshing to have these conversations. Just, just today I had a, I was out, I was out uh, canvassing and, uh, and this, this, I don't even know his last name, but Gary. So back in September, I walked by this guy and uh, he's got this big sort of goatee thing going on. And uh, so I recognized him. So uh, he signed my petition back, back in, I don't know, many months ago. So I was out petitioning, say, and he comes walking by. And so I, I flagged him down and we had a conversation. And he was very anti the, all the spending that was going on and, and, and anti any number of things. And so I said, well, let's talk about it. So we sat there and, and he may not, he may not have, uh, we may not have, what is he walked away? He may not have, we, been, we may not have been eye to eye on everything. And, and, and I had convinced him of everything, but, but as we talked, I, I think that both of both sides were, were appreciative of, 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 of the other's perspective and, and things were closer. So it is really having those, those uh, meaningful conversations. That's what, it, that's what I think it is about. Um, and listening so much of what I see in my day job here is people just want to be heard. So if you if you basically say, I'm making this this decision and and this is what it is, you will find that 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 there's this groundswell of of, of sort of complaints and sort of and and sort of frustration. But if if you if you welcome them and they voice their concerns, whatever it may be, and they leave, even if even if you don't necessarily agree with whatever they say or 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 or. Uh, or there, it doesn't work out just how they want. There's some comfort for 
just by the fact that they're being hurt. And I think that that is what is missing. It is it is the sort of real personal interaction and and nothing to do with I'm not a fan of email. I'm not a fan of of social media um, or um, or anything like that. I really do think a phone call or 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 ideally an in-person meeting is, is the way to go. So keeping keeping along the lines of what you mentioned with what we're sacrificing in this virtual world, right, as a post-COVID thing, um, public comment is something that I've heard from a number of candidates who are critical of current public comment. So what's your what's your position on that? Do you feel like we should be thinking about how to get more folks in the dialogue? Okay, so public comment in the, in the post-COVID world is what you're talking about. Yeah, I guess my question is, um, like, what we've seen is comments been relegated to the items that are on the agenda. Um, and and I would say that's that's something that I've heard feedback from others that they don't particularly enjoy. So, okay. So, I, I would just so, I mean, right, like, so, so, this is a business meeting. Um, and so, I understand that the council is a business meeting. Um, and what you're articulating is kind of more engagement with people. So, um, how other than phone calls, right? So, like, what, 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 what can the council do? Well, so... I think that as it relates to, to, to the council meeting and doing business and, and public comment, I some of the meetings get extremely, extremely long. And, and for the for the benefit of, of not only the citizens listening, but the staff and council people, if, 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 if that meeting is focused on the business at hand, I don't know that I have a problem with it, but I do think that that if someone wants to talk to me, or, 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 or express an opinion before the meeting, I'm more than happy to do that. I think that so, as, as I've sat there the last six months and watched council meetings, it, it seems, and, and maybe there's all these conversations going on anyway, and, but they have to make a show, but at, at council, I have no idea. It seems that that things are coming up and things are sort of get going going off the rails a little bit. Um, or, I, or what I would want to do is have conversations beforehand. So take planning commission. So if I'm looking at, at the report and I see that maybe maybe it says 43 spaces here, but I counted them up and it looks like it's 62, or there, there are little discrepancies or, or, or things that, 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 that I'd like to talk to the planner about or code enforcement or maybe one other uh, planning commissioner because you can't have more than, you don't want to violate open meetings uh, act. So I would have I would have those conversations ahead of time. I would be talking to the people, whether it be the citizenry, whether it be a different a, a planning commission member, or or whatever it may be. Um, so when the meeting comes, it, I mean, you you stick to the agenda and it's smooth. Some of the some of the I mean, I would say if if if, if meetings were did not go did not go three four hours, whatever hours. I mean, there some of them are very very long. Then maybe I'd be more open to having some sort of discussion about something off topic. But as it relates to the off topic items, I think the more meaningful conversation where you're not dealing with Robert's rules and, and the three minutes or whatever of public comment would be to do it, to do it beforehand or on the side, because then you, you're not constrained by Robert's rules or, or a certain time frame to get your, get your thought out very quickly. Well, that, and maybe I'm misunderstanding you a little bit. So I just want to clarify it. Certainly um, I hear you saying that you want to talk to constituents beforehand and, and, or talk to, you know, specifics that you need to, instead of bringing that into the meeting, you know, more of the committee work piece. Yep. Um, but, but I think there's a real criticism out there and I'll use the, the trail East and the mural as the example where, uh, there was a large group of, of people that had spoke out and said they were against that project, uh, against moving the mural. And one of the criticisms was they wanted to approach council and say it publicly and be on the record and it wasn't on the agenda, so they couldn't talk about it. Um, and and that's where people are being critical and saying, "Hey, uh, the, the, we need to change the open meeting policy." I mean, do you view that as we need to keep the policy as is it is, or should we change it? Or, I mean, is that kind of a valid criticism? I know you're a lawyer, so you could probably you know, look <laughs> at it legally, and, and well, you don't need to go there necessarily. But I mean, what are your thoughts on that on changing the policy? On changing the policy to allow conversation about things that aren't on the agenda mm -hmm. from the public. I would say, I would say it all comes down to, in my mind, to facts and circumstances. I think that if something were to run smoothly, I think that 
you, you maybe maybe there would be more of an appetite to want to do something like that. I don't know that it's right. I'd have to look at wh whatever the policy says specifically. That I mean, so as we're talking about it here, I'm talking sort of what I assume the policy says. I, I haven't read it, but I do think at some point citizens need to be heard. Uh, I just don't. I think that that is a weird for. I mean, if they want it on the record. Maybe maybe there's they can write a letter and, and they can have a they can have a petition or whatever it is that have that that ha, and it has I don't know 500 signatures that we want to keep it to me that will last longer than some video that's three minutes long of someone trying to get up there and really rush through these things that that for reasons why they want they want to keep something I may I mean I public comment to me is as I've watched it, it it seems that someone wants to get up there and complain about maybe like $200 was misspent here or, or some, or something was, was, uh, was, was problematic, but three minutes is not a good, not enough time to get out what you want to say. So, so I don't know if that's the vehicle to, to actually, to actually express your opinion. I understand that there, there's a need for something to be on the record, but I would, I would much, I would be maybe because I'm a lawyer, have greater appreciation for a 10 page, itemized thing of what those concerns are and, and and it's going to be on the record and it's going to be there so someone can go and look at the minutes so they can see it and they can see these are the list of things that I want not some three minutes where they where they essentially hit every fifth one does that make sense yeah follow, follow your follow the, the viewpoint and appreciate kind of getting that out and talking that out um let's let's turn to some of the other issues that you're hearing probably when when you're out walking uh Big one we've talked to most of the candidates about is kind of the Uptown Normal, um, everything from that Trail East project to the One Normal Plaza to Connect 2.0, you know, across the tracks. Um, right. Can you give listeners kind of a sense of where where do you fall on those? What are your views and, and approach towards uh, those three or, or really towards Uptown in general? I mean, so I read an article uh, that came out last Sunday and, and I thought it was very helpful. There's so many numbers that are flowing around out there that it's hard to piece them together in, in a, in a sort of cogent thought. But my, so my thought is <clears throat> it appears that in, in looking at this 91 million in investment in uptown, that's led to 142 million in, in private investment. But the, the key, the thing that is key to me is that, in 2005, the uh, property tax revenue for the uptown area was $54,000 and some change, $54,550. So you, you fast forward to last year, that same area, you got, again, $54,550 to $2.5 million in taxes that, it, that they are getting from the that is coming in from the uh, from from that same area. I, I think that as it relates to as it relates to uptown, the thing that in a in a non-COVID year that, that people should also think about are just the all the festivals that go on there and all the, all of the things that are draws for local and for and for people that come from all over the place. That there there are there's a ton of revenue that that is that is that is brought in by the uh, by these public uh, public gathering areas, and then I think you just look you look at the like, sort of the concerts in the park uh, on 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 Wednesdays where they, they used to have them, and and just the just the gathering spots. I think that's what makes normal a really neat place to live. So as I'm thinking about moving here, living here, I I, I think back to where I to when I was living in, in Buckeye, Arizona, where everything is spread out in there. I mean, this is a great place to, to live, to live, live, not, not just be, we're not, we're not talking about taxes. We're not talking about, about, about anything, but quality of life. You have these, the trail system that, it, that is fantastic that, that you can, you you can take your, your, you and your kids can ride up and down the trail or the parks and rec and the, all the opportunities that they have the, the community has done a very good job, and I think they do a pretty efficient job too, of of making the the quality of life in this in 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 normal uh, be pretty be pretty good, pretty exemplary actually. 
Yeah, and I would say I, I agree with you on that point. I greatly enjoy living in the Bloomington Normal area. Um, and if I've heard any sort of counter argument to that, it's that um, you know that that culture comes at a cost. Um, and I know you talked a little bit about um, the, the kind of tax revenue, but what I'm hearing from from other candidates is is that this debt is un, unsustainable, and that when we have opportunities to pay down things like bonds, um, some folks have different opinions than the town staff. So um, could you explain a little bit about your perspective on the debt that we're taking on as a, as a town to offer the same sort of culture? Well, I mean, I, I think, I don't know that, that, that those, those quality of life issues necessarily associated with the debt. I think you talk about Uptown and, and maybe that mm-hmm. debt associated there. So I know that they have 12 bonds, so 12 mortgages, essentially. And we call it refinancing. They call it refunding. Um, and you can only refund or refinance or pay down a debt when it becomes callable. So I know that right now, again, right now, 81.3 roughly million dollars in debt. Um, they call it geo debt. When the next uh, mortgage, uh, the next bond is callable, which is the next, I don't know, 15 months or so. The goal, or I believe at this point that they've stated, is to pay down 8.2, so roughly 10% of that, of that debt. Um, and, I, and I think that debt, just debt generally, people should have an understand, have greater understanding of it. I don't know that, it's, that people want debt necessarily, but if you, can use, if you can use that debt to make your community better and you can get that debt uh, finance at such a low rate, which I believe now that the, the rates they're talking about are maybe south of 2%. And if that is possible, that is actually amazing, especially when you consider the cost of inflation being generally 3%. Uh, so so it's, it's, it's less than the cost of inflation, which is pretty, which was pretty amazing. And I think that the, the, the sort of the proof is in the pudding when you look at independent raters of that. So you have Fitch's, Moody's, Standard & Poor's. Uh, they're, they're talking about AAA or, or AA1 or whatever those standards are. They're generally some of the higher ratings that they've given the town. And, and you can just juxtapose that in real time to, say, the, the state of, of Illinois, where maybe it's junk bond status at this point. So, I mean, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I agree with everything the town is doing, but I'll tell you that the town has has people that do this day in and day out, and they I, I don't I don't know if they call them experts, but they're they're people that are very very knowledgeable in this area, I, and I I just think it's interesting to me to listen to someone who maybe drives a bus or does other something else that that and, and is not is not in in this daily and, ha, and has his own or her own different different philosophies on on debt. Uh, not that not that because they drive a bus or do something else that they they shouldn't have an opinion. I just think that you need to assess um, the information from any number of sources and weigh that weigh that the, that information by uh, by uh, well, weigh it accordingly, I guess. And from what in, in, in as I talk to town staff, as I talk to um, uh, uh, any of them. I just call when I when I have I have a question. I have no problem calling them up, and I I I, I value a lot of what they say. And again, that doesn't mean I agree with everything they say, but I value what they say. And I guess I'll take a little side note and say that this is a, well, a concern of mine. Is that I've sat as I've sat there and I've listened to these planning or these 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 council meetings go on. There seems to be at least on some level with some people, a distrust of town staff, which is, which is pretty alarming to me because I uh, have for the last 10 years been on the planning commission working with the town planner and the code enforcement person. And, and I, and I must say that they go above and beyond to present options, even options that they may not agree with, but they present them because they are trying to be as, as transparent as they can. And I do not share that that uh, that distrust. I mean, that, that doesn't mean you don't question, but I think you. But I believe that that uh, the distrust seems to be seems to be sort of uh, almost conspiracy theory uh, related. So, 
Well, it probably doesn't feel like it, but we're over the halfway point of uh, the oh. podcast here. So, so one of the things we like to do is uh, do the lightning round where we're just going to list a bunch of topics, kind of looking for the first gut thing that comes to your mind, um, you know, three, three, four or five words or less, not, not big, okay. long sentences. And, and we can jump off on a few of these after a couple other issues that we want to hit. But um, first thing pops to mind when I say uptown normal. I think enjoyable. Connect Transit. I did not know about a lot about Connect Transit. I am, after touring the facility, uh, impressed with what they are doing. Okay. Rivian? Rivian. um, Things seem to be progressing uh, nicely. $500 million in investment. ISU. ISU, when compared to to similar colleges, is doing fantastic, I believe. Okay. The sports complex. I know very little about that. Um, Urban sprawl. I I, I came from Arizona. Urban sprawl is way worse out there. The Constitution Trail. It is a gem. I love it. I'm on it every day. Economic development is key to sustaining uh, where, we're, where we're going. And the final one is the city of Bloomington. A partner. Okay. Well, I, I know the last one was under three words, but I'll have to get a lawyer to review the, <laughs> the rest of those. <laughs> I try to so, be fast. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> For a lawyer, that was great. I mean, it was, it was short and concise. So there we go. <laughs> Um, well, let's let, we'll jump into a couple of those probably here in a bit. But uh, the one topic we want to really make sure we hit is is the topic of 2020 and 2021 being COVID. Um, obviously, there's there it's hit a lot. Uh, it's hit the community hard, um, not only economically but on a health side, on a on a mental health uh, behavioral side as well. Um, just curious as to your you're kind of looking back at what the town of Noble's done right. Uh, what they've done wrong and what we should be doing going forward from, from your viewpoint. Um, what's your thoughts? I, well, I, I will sort of back up and say that I think that it's complicated. I, I think the town has done a lot in terms of waiving liquor fees, in terms of increasing outdoor dining, in terms of allowing restaurants to sell alcohol to go a, a bunch of all that they can do. And what I, what I see as problematic is um, regulation generally. So as I think about regulation, I think that regulation should be one pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Um, it shouldn't be complicated. And, and being simple, both the, the town wants it simple because they don't want to be out citing everybody and writing all these because someone doesn't understand what is going on. Someone is flouting a rule or law. That's one thing. But if they simply are are stepping on landmines because they don't know because it's so complicated, that's a problem. So the town wants it simple. A business owner wants it simple. You, you want you want just enough as just enough regulation to protect the public and 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 to make sure that the public welfare is taken care of. So that therein is the issue because we have all these rules changing. So if it goes above 8%, we shut down. If it goes down below a certain percent, we, we open up or whatever it may be. And so, and so the town is sort of on this roller coaster, just like all these, all of these uh, businesses, they are opening up, shutting down and, and they would greatly appreciate if everything was the same. And when we are open or it's open in certain, certain ways, but as, as the numbers go up and down, and, and fluctuate, the town has to sort of jump through hoops, which means that then the businesses have to jump through hoops. And so we're all in this together. And I think that from a, from a messaging standpoint, it becomes hard to, it becomes hard to, to have, to have it work out well or perfectly because there are too many variables moving away at one time. Um, I mean, that, being said, to, to the extent that we can do more, I think the the small business uh, program that Normal put in place and 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 gave out I don't know four hundred fifty thousand dollars whatever it was 
it, it was a very good thing. If there if there's there there are more uh, programs like that, or we can we can as as they become available. I mean, that's something we need to think about because I think the the people the businesses that are hurt the worst are the small businesses that 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 have that have that customer service feel like you go to them because they are you like them they're they're your neighbors so they're, they're you you can you can joke around with them and, and and understand them the people that have the companies that have been well during the pandemic are really sort of the amazons the walmarts and the the logistics companies so they don't really want to talk to you but they can drop a drone can come fly and give you a package or whatever it may be i mean very quickly and that's great too but but you can't really have that that customer service feel because there are people wearing masks and there's social distancing and there are all these factors. And so, to the extent that we can help out those small businesses, that's where that's where I want to focus. I mean, that's where I think there needs to be a focus because we need to make sure that they're here when when this whole when, when this is when this is is winding down and and uh, and things start to look somewhat more normal. I'm curious. I appreciate what you're saying about the, that's the the area to look to do for future, you know, steps. Does mm-hmm. that also include um, helping individuals, workers, et cetera? And, and part of the reason I bring that up, you know, we've, we're hearing some candidates saying, Hey, we really need to focus on not just the businesses, but the people, the, the personal aspect of that. So would you advocate or, or be on board with um, efforts derived to, to helping the individuals and the people or, do you think we start with the businesses and, and see what we can do going from there? I think, I think, I mean, I would say individuals as well. I mean, there, there are, I don't even know what that looks like, but, but I would think that it, it shouldn't just stop at the businesses. I, I want to make sure those businesses stay open for sure. But I, also, I mean, and if they stay open, hopefully that leads to there being, being less disruption to the individual as well. But if there are individual issues or concerns, or, I mean, or, food scarcity or insecurity, whatever it may be, I'm all for uh, thinking that those need to be top of mind as well. And then flip side on the actual businesses, um, one of the, the big controversies, obviously, is using liquor commission or other enforcement means to levy fines for businesses that stayed open. Uh, what's your position there? Like you saw the Joe's Station House examples? <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, my take in my perspective is that if there are rules in place, uh, they need to be adhered to. If you do not want to follow a rule or you want to challenge a rule, then there should be a method for doing that, whether that is appealing, whatever, whatever, whatever the mechanism is, that should be followed. But to just flout something that is a rule that it uh, leads to chaos quickly. If if someone didn't follow, so say someone uh, committed a crime, and we were just going to turn our back and not look at that at, at that crime, uh, then you, then you and then someone else comes along and you treat them differently. Now you're being arbitrary. You should be consistent, and like I said, you should be things should be simple, and the application should be consistent um, as it relates to. Uh, to the Joe's example, what I where I go to quickly, that I go to the uh, the Rock or Distill or Medici or whatever it may be, any number of them. And I don't want I, I don't want to list only three because there are many that are doing do, doing the right thing, and they would much rather be open as well. They would much rather be open as well, um, but they're doing the right thing and they're they're doing what needs to be what needs to be uh, I guess. Uh, Adhere, we're done at, at the present time, and no one's talking about them. Uh, Joe's decided to open up, and and apparently was very busy. Brought in probably a substantial amount of money when when it was open, and 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 was assessed a fine. Um, and now there's even a crowdfunding uh, page to save Joe's or help Joe's. I would say there should be one to say help the Rock or help these companies or the, these these small businesses that did the right thing. I, that I may not be popular. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was interrupting you. Please continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that was a good answer. And that was actually something you and I had spoken about before. Um, you know, you mentioned, if I'm taking this a little sideways here, um, you mentioned you were from Arizona. I lived in Arizona for some time, um, early 2000s till about 2008. Um, so 
I saw a ton of development happen in the Tempe, Phoenix area, and it continues to happen. Um, when you look at a town like Normal, um, are there other cities that you aspire for us to be like, right? So, so I mean, I think you're very invested in the current plan in Normal. Um, so, so sell those who are maybe apprehensive on it. What are other type cities we should be looking at? Well, I don't even know if it's type city. So what I will say is that a lot of the, so I did a lot of real estates work when I, so I, I was in in Arizona from 2001 till 2008. I moved here in 2008. So very similar, but I was in Moon Valley, Phoenix area, then was out West and sort of Litchfield park. Um, and urban sprawl is, is, I mean, they talk about if, if sprawl is here, it is, it is there on steroids, on steroids. If you, if you get near the Phoenix area out west, you're going to be driving like 80 miles of houses before you get out of it on the east side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't look at it as as uh, as um, a city to aspire to. I think that when you look at specific developments, the things that I like that I, was was sort of the redevelopment of certain areas where you have. Maybe a downtown is 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 needing of, of maintenance, and so you you talk about retail on the bottom floor, maybe like a dentist office or or some sort of business on the second or third floor, and then above that you can you have residential things things like that. I think are are, are neat ideas of taking taking an already existing structure and 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 um, doing things with it. Um, here, there there are no there are no. There's no trail system in in Phoenix, or it's uh, well, there is a, there is a trail along along the canal, but but there's nothing like there is here. And w- w- here you can get anywhere you want to, uh, whether you want via bike or 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 uh, car, whatever it may be, multimodal. You can get trained. You can get anywhere you want to. And I think that that sort of sells itself, and, and maybe that's why. That's why that might might have been a factor why Rivian is here. That may be a factor why ISU does well. Why while about Western and Eastern are struggling. I mean, the, the what we have here and how we're and how it's been developed and and thought about over over the course of the last I don't know fifteen twenty whatever years uh, thirty years really has set it up for 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 success. And th- those are the things that need to be sort of built upon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, when we think about urban sprawl, it's wild to think that the sports complex would be, uh, would be one of those type areas, right? So thinking out towards Rivian, one issue that did come up was kind of running the water lines toward Rivian. Uh, I had opportunity to talk to Mayor Coos about this and, um, we were talking about kind of competing priorities of infrastructure in the city. Um, how, how do we juggle those priorities, right? There's a lot of places that are in need of help. Right. I I think that, from from what my understanding is that, that as it relates to infrastructure, we're, we're talking in in town. We're talking about roads and water in town. Um, right. And I and I think that as looking at the budget, it appears that there there's a a substantial increase in in spending on infrastructure or not I don't know, road but transportation type services anyway. Um, uh, uh, next year, I think it looks like it's up like $3.18 million, which is up 49%. So I think <clears throat> there are issues that need to be addressed for sure. Uh, but speaking about the water issue, so and going out towards Rivian, the one thing that that my understanding is that there, there may be interest from, uh, at some point from other, whether it's say a battery company or a seat company or something. And when we... If, if they were to come to this town, we need to be shovel ready with, uh, to be able to help them. And, and maybe that's doing the, the engineering work and, and shelving it, is my understanding, until, until there is that, that need. And, and maybe a grant comes along and you can, you can apply, whether it be an infrastructure grant or economic development grant, to help, help facilitate that. Um, the other thing to just keep in mind, though, because I actually called the water department about this because I was curious and I recommend you guys do it as well. But they uh, they talked about how if you get west of the interstate, many of those many of those 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 water lines, there's only one water line out there. There's no there there's no um, uh, so if, if there is if there's a wa- a water main break or something like that, you are going you're going to be on a boil order. Uh, 
what what needs to happen, irrespective of what's going on out of Rivian, are some sort of redundancy. So if a water a water line goes down here, you can you have another way to get the water the water to to that location where you wouldn't have to put a, bo a boiler. Order. So a lot of what what they're contemplating is actually building in stuff that, that probably should have been there. Um, and so it's not just about Rivian. And, and that that is a point. If you look at the maps, um, it, you know that's that's one thing of where they're extending the line. It is essentially closing the loop between kind of those two clusters, right? Um, right. And, and I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that that's one of those. Unless you're really in the weeds, I don't think people truly truly uh, get that and know. But uh, that doesn't short any of the criticisms or any of the, the right, other right. benefits. But um, that is a component of, of that discussion that should be uh, probably surfaced a little more, mm -hmm. right? Well, I, I know we're getting short on time. It probably doesn't feel like it, but I uh, <laughs> want to make sure that that um, any listeners that wanted to reach out, learn more about you, um, donate to the campaign, help volunteer, et cetera, what's the best way to get in contact with you or learn more about your campaign? Yes, donations would be fantastic. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, that'd be uh, – and to learn more about the campaign, I do not have a, a, uh, a web page uh, because – I was told multiple multiple people not to. It was just something. It was a it was a pain to upkeep. So you can go to AJ Zimmerman for Normal on Facebook, uh, and I have most of the information there. And, and if you want to volunteer, donate, um, uh, have, uh, put a sign in your yard. I'm more. I'm more. If you contact me there, I will. I will get you what you need. I also have AJ is Normal on Twitter and AJ for Normal uh, on Instagram. So. Many, many ways to reach out. Very good. And before we end, we can't, uh, can't end the podcast without saying thank you to our sponsor, Little Beaver Brewery. Uh, they are, as longtime listeners know, longtime sponsors of the election edition series. So um, we encourage everybody, especially as the weather is getting to be this 50 degree, nice weather, we can finally get out, get outside, um, go check out their new patio that's open. They, they did that, a, a major renovation extension last year. Uh, they also added the kitchen, so they have quite a bit of food. Most people don't realize um, that's out there. And Tyson swears by the burger. He says it's the top five burger he's he's ever had out there. Uh, but tons of craft brews and a uh, good family-friendly atmosphere, five currency drive out by a gold gym on South South Veteran Parkway area. So with that, um, AJ, appreciate your time and, and coming on the podcast today. Thank you much. And uh, good luck on uh, April, April 7th. April 6th. And, and early voting is going on now. So if you want to get out there and vote, uh, there are several locations. So, Yeah, and B, isn't BCPA one of the big ones that's open yep. right now for right. everybody? We, we had some people ask. Right. We had some people ask if the uh, arena was open last uh, again or not. But it is BCPA this time. Right. And you can also request your, your uh, vote by mail ballot as well. So um, that would be fantastic as well. So. Very good. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.